This was a strange, 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 strange show. I don't think we should ever, the three of us, ever do the show again. We brought out the worst in each other. We need a moderating influence. Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, the show about the show, Too Beautiful to Live. I say that more confidently than usual because this week's episodes were actually interesting and worthy of the recap that is our obligation to provide. I am, of course, Michael Andrew Frizzell, a.k.a. Drew McFrizz, the jail dude. Uh, I am the longest-running co-brogan of LRB, coming to you from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room in Manchac, Texas. My co-hosts... Uh, starting from right to left on your podcasting dial from Garden View Studios in uh, Dallas, New York. It's Bobby Shufflin' Papes. Pape. Hi, Bobby. I deserved every word of that. Good morning, Mike. I always got to get a dig in when when I introduce you. Uh, and from Stick of Butter Studios in uh, Dallas, Minnesota, it's Ann with a plan. Lundholm. Good morning, Ann. Dallas, Minnesota. Oh, sorry. That's what it is in the run sheet. I'm I'm, I'm Ron Burgundy. I just <laughs> just read it. You just put it up there. It doesn't say it, it in the run sheet, Diego. you liar. <laughs> sorry, in my notes it says, says it in my notes. But hey, is this it today, guys? Where where are these other where are the other ladies escaped to? I don't know. Doing something better. I mean, I know the nice lady's sleeping in. I, I know she's 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 got her head under the covers. Maybe don't use the language. Where did the other ladies escape to? <laughs> if I had a nickel for how many times I've said that in my life before, where where, where did those ladies get off to? I thought I had them. Uh, okay, uh, as usual, we will talk about our own business as individuals and as a show. Then dive into the recap of TBTL Keep Some House and let you know how to get involved. Who is at our CNBC or Fox Biz Channel News desk today? I assume it's Ann because it's always Ann, right? Well, I I put my name on it, but uh, the first item of LRB business is something that I don't even know what the words mean. <laughs> to get, Like, I know what most of the words are oh. individually, but I don't know what Peef mm-hmm. the Christmas Bear is. Yeah, I want to talk about Peef the uh, Christmas Bear. You guys... I assume I know nothing of this. Haven't either. heard of Peef the Christmas Bear. No, this is news to no. me. Um, me neither. Until I went back to work at the store, my store for this holiday month for um, listeners who have not been listening that long. That's a former promo for what we'll be talking about in a few minutes. But for newer listeners, I have had a part-time job on and off for the last twenty years. Uh, at a lovely local gift store, and I quit about 18 months ago because it was just too much, and I'm too old, and I don't like driving that far anymore, and it was very fraught, and I cried on the show when I talked about it, but they dragged me back in for Christmas, and so I went back, and there's a book called Peef the Christmas Bear. What do you guys think of the name Peef? <sighs> it's too close to something that starts with a Q. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, who 
in the fuck. That I, that even I don't like. <laughs> even even I don't like to use that word. I just put a picture of the book cover disgusting. in Slack so you can see. It's very charming and it's a Santa-like figure with Peef, the patchwork Christmas bear. Well. Oh, dear. So I have been making fun of this book for the last three weeks or so. And then it turns out yesterday I went to work and we were having an event for Peef, the Christmas bear. The author of the book, the illustrator of the book, came in to do a signing and talk to children and they had a six foot tall peef um who came along with them to talk to everybody scary as hell actually (laughs) this is where i have to confess he's kind of cute when he's a giant nightmare bear Uh and i can't be mean about peef anymore because they were all so nice i still think it's a stupid name but there was a little girl who was in the store who was like, I don't know, five, wearing a little blue tiara who came to see Peef. And as they came up to the cash register to buy their Peef book, I don't even like saying that word now. Um, <laughs> I said to her, oh, did you meet Peef? And she said, yes. And I said, he's pretty cool, isn't he? Yes. I said, he's a lot bigger than I thought he would be. And she looks at me and she says, he's so beautiful. And I was like, God damn it. Oh. Now I have to like Peef. Apparently it's a book. Did, uh, was Peef, uh, potographing copies of his book? <laughs> I, I don't believe that, um, Peef had the fine motor skills to be yeah. writing anything. In fact, I don't think Peef could see very well. And I think Peef may have been having some hot <laughs> flashes inside <laughs> the costume and, some some children might have gotten knocked down. Had to, you know, had to, there's collateral damage. Had to come into the back room and call it quits a little bit early because Peef was having a hard time breathing, oh, I man. think. <laughs> but um, So I guess my point here is that despite my best efforts, I've turned around on Peef the Christmas Bear and buy it for your kids. And would you ever get in one of those costumes? No. Like if like if Peef arrived and 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 the person that was supposed to be in the costume just fell out completely and all kids are there and it's like, "Ann, can you save the day? Can you be can you be Peef?" No, it's not happening. You wouldn't do it. First of all, there would be like a all those sad a, little faces. A 6-inch gap between the Peef head and the Peef body because I'm so tall. <laughs> oh, you're too tall for the Peef costume. I think so. <laughs> That's a good way to get out of it. I just I don't fit the suit. I'm sorry, nope, I can't get in there. Blowing peef out of proportion. Yep. Yeah, most of the most of the good mascots, um, the people that get in those suits are they are like gymnastic sized um men and women. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're you're probably right. The costume is probably not designed for, for anyone that that even is within a stone's throw of six feet. Mm-mm. I wonder if Peef and Gritty could be like an odd couple <laughs> situation. <laughs> oh dear, I, I hope I hope Peef maintains. Is it a him or her? I I uh, I innocence? think Peef may be gender fluid. I don't want to wade into sure. this territory again. <laughs> okay, I'll leave it's it alone. It's actually incredibly impolite of you to ask in 2018. Oh God. Okay. Oh, very sorry. Please edit this out of the show. I found a still of a YouTube video which I think features the the peef costume because there's a there's a peef sitting next to a human 
and the sizing looks about right. It's a story time situation. Mm-hmm. Peef is sort of the uh, bare embodiment of the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of looks like he's made out of multicolored Cheetos. <laughs> And I think to find out the gender, we'll just have to find out if if it uh, peeps standing up. Um, and if I put an wow. Amazon link in the show notes for Peef, is that disingenuous? Should I be driving people to their local mall gift shops for Peef? No, I just want the the writer and illustrator of Peef to get their cut. I guess. I don't care. Okay, if you're cool. into Peef, you know you know where to find it. <laughs> Four and a half stars on Amazon. Yeah. Well, if you um, order Peef, you know you're going to be into it. It's not one of those things you go into, you know, <laughs> just like, well, let me give this a, a quick spin. When I was a kid, people didn't even believe that Peef was real. So Yes, I know. You have to experience it in the real world, and then you go, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Right. We should never talk about it. <laughs> I'm getting very uncomfortable. <laughs> uncomfortable. That's why we went to college. <laughs> uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Can we, let's move on to, speaking of Mike, <laughs> how's that? <laughs> speaking okay. of Mike, uh, Mike, you're coming to Boston, and so am I, but I'm there all the time. That's not news. You're coming to Boston. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to be um, going there with my bride for her holiday party. Her company's based in Boston, and they do, you know, sometimes a couple things a year, like a cruise in August and then a par- holiday party in December. They canceled the holiday what? party. And and it was, yeah, it was sad, but uh, Emily's not sad. She doesn't really care for the <laughs> holiday party, and she was going to have to work the whole time I was there anyway. So, um, so. I wasn't expecting this, but she said, well, well, you should still go. And I was like, me? <laughs> Why should I still go? And she, she said, because you'll get to see Bobby and Bobby's going to be in town. We, we already had arranged, you know, to get together. So um, we just changed my hotel reservation to somewhere more central because her company is out in the suburbs. Uh, and we're going to have a get together on on Wednesday, Bobby, you know you know this place better better than me. How do you describe where it is? And and it's the Hilton what? It's yeah. the Hilton Back Bay, and we're going to meet on Wednesday this Wednesday at six p.m. in the lobby bar. Which I don't know if that's an actual thing. I just know there's a bar in the lobby, and that's where we will meet. Um, funny story. It's December in Boston, so every party and bar restaurant venue with space for groups within five miles of back bay is booked solid with holiday corporate parties uh i spent some time calling around to try to find us a place to reserve a couple of tables and everyone basically said where were you in august so uh but the package stores are open we have hotel rooms so uh (laughs) right oh boy well i had proposed I had proposed just having everyone out to my office in Brighton, which is, it's in the city, but it's sort of toward the suburbs. It's a college neighborhood. We've got bars. I've got a giant conference room table and a kitchenette. We'll just go buy a bunch of liquor and see what happens. But uh, but that was overruled by proximity for people. Back base in the heart of Boston. I don't need to explain it for people who know. People who are going to come will already know, but it's T-accessible, very T-accessible. Uh, 
It's Dalton Street for the Hilton Back Bay. It's right near the Prue. Come, we'll, we'll start drinking at the hotel lobby. We're just going to skip the party and the after party. And then <laughs> from there, we'll we'll see where we want to go. If we've got some Rolling Thunder action, we'll, we'll go. The Bukowski Tavern is right up the street from this hotel. So if we want to get all in our feelings and pretend that we're a 20-something Andrew Walsh, we can just go up to the Bukowski. Uh, you know, we'll figure it out. It's a very lift-accessible city, too. You might hear me actually say in the wild, where did the ladies escape to? <laughs> you know? That, that... <laughs> so come come hang out with us and see Drew McFrizz in the in If the you flesh. don't already know what I look like, I will be wearing my veteran podcaster hat, at, at least for the, for the first little bit until people have arrived. Please wear it on your flight so that you get to board early. Oh, well, I already get the pleasure of boarding early. I, I don't want to invite any questions at uh, 5.15 in the morning. That's a good point. By the way, I assumed you were still just coming because of your inherent cheapness. Like, the tickets were booked. <laughs> uh, the tickets were on the company, and the hotel was on the company. But but Emily, because she travels so much, when we switched uh, around to just being me, um, she just used her Delta and Hilton and all that, you know, magically makes everything quite affordable and yeah. it, it's just a byproduct of her her life her work life being sort of miserable and traveling to amarillo every week and a half yeah she goes to amarillo so you can go to boston that sounds like a fair deal i know it's pretty great huh <laughs> so yes come hang out with us uh the jam tracker has an addition we've received uh some help getting out of a couple of jams from glenn ferguson of bellevue washington Glenn, our favorite trumpet in the Issaquah Phil. Uh, I don't know who the other trumpets are, but they're not as good as no. Glenn Ferguson. Yeah. Thanks, Glenn. So thank you for getting us out of a couple of jams. We don't. Do we have a drum tracker update or do we need to just push our holiday fundraising before we do another update? Um, I can do it if I open up the spreadsheet. It is updated. I'll, Let's sit I'll here do a little song while, while you do that. that. Jam oh. trucker. Jam oh, yeah, it's it's open. Trucker. It's open. It's open. You can stop now. Um, currently we. Jam. Uh, that's enough. Can you sing the Peef the Christmas Bear song? <laughs> hey, we're done with Peef. <laughs> Cumulative jams that we have gotten out of so far. We are up to ninety-seven point four jams and counting. That is, well, okay, let's just round this up. We've got 14 jams per person. And that is with Hillary added into the mix now. So we are back up to just about our highest available jam levels. So I think this is probably in the nick of time because I get the feeling that you guys are going to need some Mm -hmm. after this week. Mm -hmm. Yep. If I get home on Saturday, it will be because I've probably used about... 14 to 18 uh, jams worth of uh, money to to get that done. 97.4 with Peef and Bear in the morning. It's good. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, thank you, Glenn. We've also got some through your phones. Uh, and do you want to do the general ones? Do you want us, do you want me to help with the general no, ones? I can do the general ones. Um, let's start right. out with a most important one from anonymous, anonymous saying, 
Is he saying behemoth in the ad copy? All caps. Um, yes. Mike, did you send this in? Or have you infected the Wagoneers? Uh, no, no. Y'all know my handle by now, Stabmaster Arson, <laughs> when I write in to the show. Um, but uh, answer anonymous. Is he saying behemoth in the ad copy? All caps. Excited, Mark. Uh, yes, he yes, is. Yes, he is. Um, yes, he is. And it's on. It's it's not just stream of consciousness during the show. This is something that was laid down on tape to be played over and over and mm-hmm. over, and you can't take back out of the universe. On the Libro. FM ad, you don't want to go down to your local Bohemoth bookstore and buy whatever yeah. it is you're going to buy. Nothing says literacy than a guy saying uh, Bohemoth in your ad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Great. Um, those lines, those lines at Barnes and Noble are a real yeah, Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd, it's really tough to negotiate that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about this one from Andrea. Uh, phone hug, real food talk. Finally, something I can relate to. Crackers. Luke really put the salt in saltines this week, Andrea. I've done stuff like that so many times I can't even count. A lot of times I crack my eggs in advance and put them in a bowl just because I lose track of how many I'm adding to a recipe otherwise. Andrea, that's why you keep the shells. You count the egg shells when you get confused. Um, She says, I pronounced mise en place differently, but I love the concept. It's a really good tactic for those of us who are ADHD cooks. Is there Worcester, (laughs) Worcester. Is there any chance he might share recipes, do you think? I make ranch dressing all the time using a natural mayo. It's fabulous. If I ever opened a jar of mayonnaise and was repelled by the smell, I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. I want that cracker recipe. Andrea, I love you, but you cannot be going to luke for recipes you know he can't cook girl why would you want his recipes (laughs) there are 10 million cracker recipes on the internet and luke's cracker recipe is like 999,998.99 percent the worst that's a statistic for you I'm just Googling low-carb like cracker recipe. <laughs> no, we're done with low-carb. Remember? Oh, right. All the carbs. Uh, on my grind cracker recipe. Mm-hmm. Ooh, maybe don't Google grinding <laughs> cracker together. Mm, my goodness. Um, Andre- this show's been filthy today. <laughs> Andrea, I have every confidence that you are a better cracker maker than Luke without ever having tried making crackers. So I think you should make them and share your recipe with him and he can have Carrie make them because he's never going to do it right. Or he could have Keebler make them or, you know, any other company, the, sure. the Triscuit the- Corporation, that's what, Nabisco? Mm-hmm. Let, let Nabisco make them. They're very good at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I do believe this is actually just a long con from Andrea to keep getting preheated mentioned on other podcasts. And oh, Andrea, yeah. yes. it's working. Good Congratulations. Point. Preheated, a significantly better podcast than both TBTL and Little yep. Red Bandwagon is available in your podcatcher. Just search for preheated. I was going to mention this when we talked about it during the episode, but since you bring it up, I was really upset that Luke gave a shout out to preheated because 
Preheated is our podcast. That's the podcast that we promote and we love <laughs> and we give props to. Mm -hmm. And I don't like Luke doing it. I realize <laughs> that's not rational. <laughs> and it's good for Andrea and Stefan to have a larger megaphone <laughs> trumpet how cool they are probably but luke can't be this at least 10 times the megaphone whole johnny come lately to this and be like oh that's a really good name for a podcast i'm like yeah christy and i asked andrea about this like a year and a half ago we know this stuff and you're just finally like oh listener has a baking podcast whatever shut up sorry <laughs> sorry andrea you're you're like you're like Luke's crackers. You're a little bit salty today. I feel very possessive of preheated and its success, and I don't want Luke to be a part of that. Just because you don't pay any attention to any of what your listeners are doing until it's already successful. Sorry, I'm done. Um, should I go? I'll go to. I'm with you. <laughs> um, I'll go to something much sweeter for uh, Throw Your Phone from our good friend Bob Stein. He says, I would just like to reach out to Hillary and give you a big virtual hug on the patch passing of your duchess. Having been through this a few times myself, I think Meredith is right. It takes time and remember that grief is a good thing. It's a testament to how much you loved your dog and how much she loved you. Eventually the pain will grow less, but never disappear. And you'll mostly have fun memories of your beloved companion. Having another being sentient or not in one's life is a wonderful thing, even when they're pooping slash peeing on your nice, clean rug. Having kids ain't too much different, no? Anyway, love you guys. Have a good holiday season. Bob, you are wiser than all Bob. of us. That's really nice, Bob. And as I, I responded in the email, but I just wanted to say it here. He's totally right about it uh, being with time. Um the memories are just as, as sharp and you get just as emotional, but you laugh through the tears. Mm -hmm. Are you crying now? Almost. <laughs> I'm trying to stop. <laughs> I, I, I did listen to Hillary talk about it again. And when, when she talked about Dave walking the dogs, oh my, that made Emily a mess too. Uh, how he bonded with, with Duchess, you know. Pull yourself together because we've got a holiday episode to tape in a couple of weeks, and I want you to save your tears. Right. Oh gosh! Don't, don't blow your load now. I'm shoving them back in right now. <laughs> oh, stop! We we got to stop. <laughs> this this show's getting a little filthy. <laughs> All right, let's go to one final we... throw your phone then from Kristen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a setup for perhaps a future topic. She says throwing my phone at myself because I don't understand a lot of the LRB inside jokes and references. And it gives me major FOMO. Kaimo? No, I'm missing out. I've been listening to TPTL since shortly before the 1000th episode, but I've only been a Wagoneer since the boat recap episode this July. Can you do an LRB wiki episode with the most common references? Maybe start with the whole closing of the show routine. Where did this is the next party come from? So I think that's a fabulous idea, Kristen. It sounds like, I don't know, a Friday show to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we'll have to put together a list of the weird inside jokes that we use, or I encourage anybody to submit things. I mean, if you want to know why Mike talks about his yam bag so much, although I think that's fairly self-evident, uh, send us to throw your phone and we'll add it to the list of things to talk about. If you can't be proud of your body, what can you, what can you be proud of? <laughs> So, yeah, let's put that on a shelf for now, but 
we'll come back to it, like we always seem to mm-hmm. with Mike's handbags. Yep, reset the counter. Yeah, God, I know. Someday we should show everyone the counter, mm-hmm. too. Maybe we'll do that as part of the... You may not realize, listeners, but we have running Facebook chats where we plan all of this and also just sort of bullshit all week, every week, for years now. And I have a visual counter that needs to be reset, like a like an accident injury report for the number of days between accidents on a job site mm-hmm. uh, for Mike's handbags. So. Well, believe it or not, it isn't always me that that uh, that brings the. Yam- I I think Amy has come really really hard with the yambag talk uh, in the last like the last six months or so. Yeah. Well, you know. It's it's the nursing school aspect of things. She's yes, it's a yes. clinical approach to yambaggery. Right. It's yeah. not dirty. It's clinical. Yambaggery. I don't. <laughs> I regretted that, that's it. what uh, that's that's what the uh, the reconstructionists um, that's the, they were called yambaggers, and mm. it got really ugly back in the day. Right, so we should move on to our weekend review, right? Oh, why? I know. I was thinking the same thing. It's been a good, tight twenty-five or so minute episode. Let's just call it mm-hmm. a day. Okay. No, let's. Have a good morning, we, guys. I'm gonna. Don't be startled if I don't read all of my notes. I sort of type these all in stream of consciousness. I don't know that we need to do all of them. Okay. Let's start with Monday, twenty-seven eighty-four. Respect the vest. An episode recorded on the previous Friday due to travel concerns, and featuring. Uh, Andrew's life partner, Genevieve. Uh, last time Genevieve was on the show, Luke was at one of his many drunken rock bottoms. Mm, yes. Uh, not necessarily his absolute rock bottom, just a rock bottom. Uh, and this time he's not. So we're celebrating the fact that Luke is sober with Genevieve on the show. Uh, conversation about book fairs and choose your own adventure books. I never enjoyed choose your own adventure books because I was an old man at a young age, which I'm sure will shock everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the writing was so awful in those things. I mean, I, it was past my time anyway, but I mean, I would look at them like, you know, my kid was looking at him. I look at him like, could we just make a little bit of an effort here? I mean the 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 premise is cool, but but they 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 fit. Once they got the premise, they were like, "Oh, we're just print money. We don't need to put any anything in on the back end, like talent." Of course not. Could we write a choose your own pod venture where like you turn to page six and Andrew tells a story about being stuck in traffic in L.A. You are bored to death. Oh, Bobby. Mm. Literally, my heart just swelled a little bit when you said, "Could we write our own choose your." pod adventure i got so excited andrew's at war with the recycling uh people (laughs) this may be this may be a project let's put a pin in this (laughs) we can we can come back around this may be the closest we get to fan fiction about luke and andrew Mm -hmm. we'll call it andrew's Mm -hmm. big day it'll it'll be either recycling or teddies or Getting some new cords for his equipment. Eating oh, there a hot are weekly dog. installments here. Halloween. Right. <laughs> How to escape Halloween. <laughs> oh, I see a franchise. Okay. Uh, the I think the highlight story here was the story of Andrew giving someone a necklace to give to Christy Green on her bus, which she rejected with a shriek. Oh, oh Andrew. <laughs> 
A shriek. The shriek, really. That's, like, ew, no! You don't want to hear a shriek. <laughs> like it's the worst thing she could have ever thought of. Worse than butthole spiders is this this <laughs> necklace that she gets from Andrew. Butthole spiders are less humiliating than getting a necklace from Andrew Walsh. <laughs> uh, Luke mentions... I'm just moving on from butthole spiders. Luke mentions he was going with, in quotes, Tracy uh, Durier, but never spoke to her in person. This is some pretty classic middle school love. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember having a couple little relationships like that. Where it was, it was so painful, and but I felt like you know, well, it's time to you know be dating a girl. You know, I'm 13 or whatever now. I'm 14, and just having no connection with the person whatsoever, besides thinking that I needed to you know be quote unquote going with right. someone or dating someone. She seems and amenable. I would not. I, if I if I could go back, I wouldn't waste one second on that shit again. You know, I would just be like, no, I'll date someone when I date someone. And right now I'm just going to throw a rubber baseball against the gym wall because that's way more fun. Uh, and since you're the, the uh, lady on the show mm-hmm. this week, could you speak for all women regarding Genevieve speaking for all women on Lena Dunham? <laughs> I don't feel equipped to speak for Genevieve to speak for all women on Lena Dunham because I don't really I've never actually watched Lena Dunham in anything. I haven't seen girls and I probably read something that she's written. So the only thing I know about her is like impressions from the media. And she is smart and talented, but she seems massively self-involved and that's what gets her into trouble. And that's all I know about her. It's more than I know about her. Mike, do you want to offend anyone before we move on? I I have not even followed. I didn't I don't even know why she's in trouble. I watched some girls with Emily and it was it was pretty good. It was it was uh not it was fine, not Hillary TM fine. It was it was fine. It was a serviceable show. It wasn't really aimed at me, so um but I, I have no idea what she's in, in trouble for. I think I've got some of that some of that uh I hate to say it, but you know the Me Too fatigue. Um, just when, like, I can't keep up. <laughs> Everyone's in so much trouble all the time. I can't fucking keep up. Yeah, I don't yeah, know who's I, done what. I know it's my obligation to to keep you know to make sure that I'm not enjoying some comedian who's an asshole or you know. But it's hard work these days now. Right, and mm-hmm. and I think it's hard in this. Um, it's hard for a woman in this because if you dislike mm-hmm. another successful woman then you get accused of being jealous and i'm like no right. i just don't like her so it, it's sort of hard to separate that but i what genevieve mentioned about how excited women were for you know non-traditional body size of a woman who's willing to get naked and be sexy and do all the you know see someone who's not a model type body as a sexual being and that's great but it turns out that lena dunham is complicated like the rest of us and um Mm -hmm. and still young and has a really high opinion of her own intellect and her mouth gets her in trouble yeah the quote was lena dunham is white people's kanye 
I don't know if I would go that far. Mm. Yeah, that seems pretty extreme. Yeah. She hasn't been in the White House lately. <laughs> that would Growing be down. Actually. Uh, talk of Dax Shepard and self-medicating. I, I don't have a lot to add there either. I know that we have a lot of crossover with people who like Dex Shepard and that podcast, but I'm not in that Venn diagram to borrow a TBTL favorite. So I don't really know where to go with that. No, I'm becoming less of a crossover. I'm getting tired of him. So, okay. Luke can, Luke can well, talk about it less, you know, you know, as far as I'm throw, concerned. Throw your phone at us. Mm-hmm. if. But if Luke doesn't talk about Dax Shepard and also not drinking anymore, we might not have a show. So Listen, there's always veganism. That's true. Uh, top story, Luke has young dentists, and it's it's freaking him out. I'll give him that. I mean, my dentist is um, 65, so I've never experienced that, but I could understand being freaked out by someone someone that maybe you could have babysat being qualified to right. well, work on you. I don't know, though. The whole, the whole discussion about, um, you know, they're, they're trying to profile their caregivers into, you know, age group, experience group, whatever. I just, I want somebody good. Just want somebody good. Male, female, mm-hmm. old, young. You know, do they do they get good reviews? Do do um do they have a lot of positive outcomes that I know about? I mean, do they have a do lot they get of recommended by people I respect? A lot of Facebook likes, which they've let you know with a machine in their office. <laughs> Indeed, boy, that's yeah, it just cool. clicks right over. Click, click, click. I have seen those. I get ads for those. Uh, I think because I technically manage a small business, I have been targeted with buying these machines that somehow wire into the internet and just display your Facebook likes or your Instagram hearts or whatever. You posted uh, a link to one and it was expensive. Yeah. Well, you know, marketing is expensive and <laughs> right. <laughs> we should get one. For if you're LRB. a brain surgeon, you want everyone to know you're the best. You need to get on Instagram and get your, get your clickers up. It has been this you know, many days constantly be checking since it. I killed the patient. Since I killed someone on yeah, the I table, if right? We could rewire one of these as a yambag counter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the we- Bob, we just spent your money. Sorry. Glenn. Glenn, sorry. <laughs> why? There's a Bob Ferguson somewhere in my life. I don't know why. When I see Ferguson, I always think Bob. Glenn. Uh, Glenn. Sorry, sorry, buddy. Uh, we 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 we're gonna waste that money on a on a yambag counter. That's just the way it breaks sometimes. I don't know but. if that's a waste. It is relevant, hyper-relevant to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get some uh, music criticism of Hosier, which, you know, mm-hmm. you don't like the kids' music. That's sure. fine. Uh, this was this was bad, though, because the verses of that song are terrible. It's the chorus that's a jam. So they only played right. the verse, and Andrew's like, oh, this is terrible. Well, you got to wait until the good part kicks in. Yeah, the anthemic part. Yep. You got to give it to them. It's a it's a catchy song. The hook from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Genevieve also went to the dentist, but didn't talk about it. So congratulations. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't. She didn't talk about going to the dentist. She had a passing reference to going to the dentist, huh. didn't she? Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I thought we yeah. we always talked about going to the dentist. <laughs> it's required on TVTL. Oh no! 
Is this real life? That sucks because I've been going quite a bit lately and I haven't been talking about it. Do we have to talk about it on LRB? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. No. No. (laughs) Uh, We do need to talk about Genevieve, though. She had quite the adventure on the bus. First, in the morning, a bus driver who wouldn't shut up and decided to host trivia on her bus with a flashlight to help catch the bus as a prize. Kill me now. But only for catching the bus. Don't use the flashlight for anything else. Kill me now. Uh, This story... I think I might try to jam my earbuds so far into my head that I might actually damage my brain if if that if this started happening on the bus. I dive out a window I, and, in and they're talking about standing there. They're standing there in their winter coats, and the bus is just ridiculous in Seattle because they, they keep them at like a thousand degrees in the winter, and you get on there and it's freaking miserable. And I think if if they started doing that, and I would jam, I would jam my earbuds in, and if that wasn't blocking it out, I would just start to get so hot that I would just melt inside my coat, and it would just be a liquid on the floor mm. with embarrassment. I, I can't take this kind of stuff. And I know this lady. This lady was my friend uh, Dave's mom. She was a. Uh, they were from Denmark, and and she was, she was an immigrant, and and she was the most positive, sunny, awesome person in the world. And it it uh, it was so awkward because like I'm 15, I'm calling over to Dave's house, and his mom answers, and she goes hello, <laughs> uh, and <clears throat> who is it? And I, I'm like, oh, this is this is Mike. Is is Dave over there? You know, oh yes, David is in the basement. Uh, right? Could I talk to him? Oh, of course. How are you, Mike? And I'm like, oh my god, I don't want to know. I don't want to get into this. And it would be a half hour before they put Dave on. And then, worse yet, when you go over to his house, I don't know if his mom was like always standing in the doorway peering out, but no one else ever answered the door. And she was the sweetest. And you, she would pull you in, and she would, you know, give you those cookies and the big tin, you know, the Danish cookies. She was really on brand with that uh, <laughs> snack. <laughs> And I wasn't much of a sugar cookie fan, but I, you know, you eat a couple to be nice or whatever. I just came over to get Dave so we could play some tennis. I really should have just honked, but I didn't like being that guy. You know, I could never be that guy. Even when I was the the worst in my life, the most dickish in my life, I was never a honk, honk the horn. Hey, come on out. I'm here, baby. You know, couldn't be that guy. So I had to endure the sweetest lady on the earth, oh, and that is Dave Michael's mom. Man, Genevieve so hard to be did you. a fucking spot-on impression of of. I mean, they were talked about later in the week. Like, was that a good impression? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was Scandinavia. Yeah, you you know, yeah. Anne, you know, she was nailing it. Uh, Mike, did she did did Dave's mom ever come knock on the door while you were there, and perhaps? See if you needed uh, fresh towels or a turndown service. Housekeeping. Oh, no. If only. If only. I could have a lock between me and her. Oh, uh, no. Just uh, just uh, leave Dave in the hallway. We have plans. Genevieve had a second bus interaction, but to keep this going chronologically, there's an intermission where Andrew mentions being invited to take a public transit survey. And the quote of the week is Andrew talking to Genevieve and saying, not to be gross, but I think you would have climaxed if you had taken this survey. Oh, my God. I don't think Genevieve was super thrilled that he 
Christ that's like that? That sound you heard was a million vaginas snapping <laughs> shut. It's the opposite of Peef, the Christmas bear. <laughs> you just you keep going back to Peef. Uh, we have a, a criticism from Monday <laughs> that I think is in universal agreement. Crit writes, I'm going to need Andrew's bearded lips to never say the word climax again. I want to unhear it so badly, but it's ringing in my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry, uh, Crit. Yeah, so, that's legit. You can, you can sit with that. Uh, in the afternoon, Genevieve volunteers to be a spotter for her bus driver who has gotten in a jam physically with the bus and is uh, given a vest to Don for the occasion. She goes outside and waves traffic in a uh, – Seattle, The Seattle transportation vest. system is fucking Thunderdome. I mean <laughs> – it's such a process-driven city that that they're twenty years, maybe twenty-five to thirty years behind any other major metropolitan city, and so what you end up with is is nice ladies in vests out on the street telling other people to stop and trying to get their buses down narrow city streets. This 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 shit doesn't happen in Portland, and, and I'm sorry. I hate I hate Oregon. I hate Portland. I hate everything about that. But they they can move people, and we fucking can't. Sorry, we. I say I I don't live in Seattle anymore. But as you can tell, it's frustrated me um, probably since I had originally got a job downtown, and when I got out of college, and I realized this is the dumbest city in the world. Genevieve. I really laughed when Genevieve says in this situation she would have just left a resignation letter on the bus yeah. and walked away. Yeah. It reminded me of the uh, just leaving a 20 on the toilet seat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have a piece of scrap paper and a pen? Because I got I to gotta resign here. It's just, just the, the bus driver's white flag. A <laughs> uh, couple of notes. Uh, when uh, Luke gets in his car, the first thing that plays right now is, Hi, Goldfish Darling. I am delighted by this. That it's happening to Luke. I'm not so sure that I would be thrilled if it happened to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll just leave you with Genevieve saying that TBTL is the Live Doors album of podcasting. <laughs> Truer words were never spoken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's enough of Monday, I think. All right. I was originally going to do Monday because... Uh, um, as the host and coast, I I just thought if I'm going to only do one day, then I'm going to do the no point conversion. But they decided to do the no point conversion on Tuesday, so we switched. And now Luke is at the Beverly Hills Hilton. Uh, the they talk about Vive Scandinavian accent, which which uh, which we have decided that it totally nailed it. Luke attended Candytopia, and this is where it's this is where it gets weird. Oh God, he guys. does not appreciate um, his life. Do you know what I would give to go to Candytopia? No, what? Can you tell me about it? I've never heard about it. I have no before. idea what Candytopia is, but how could it not be awesome? But it's got to be awesome. For what it's worth, I grew well, up in Candy Dystopia. <laughs> oh no! Oh, Bobby! I grew up in the Uncandy Valley. Uh, so Luke got a chance to dive into marshmallows. 
um, which I don't know that I, I want to do. They're uh, they're but fake the, marshmallows. It's just a foam ball pit, but they're oh, really? cut like they're cut like I think I I don't think they're no. real marshmallows. I think that that would get too disgusting too quickly. Oh no, they better be real marshmallows, well, or that is false advertising. Because I'm eating my way out of there. <laughs> uh, are you going to read? Luke waited into. Are you going to read Ellen's through your phone? By the way. Oh well. Or is that later? I, I was, but I, I thought we were just getting there. Okay. I I, th- I just want to do the next. <clears throat> Luke waded into some sprinkles, which I don't, I don't understand the, um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just not into this culture. Like why, why do you want to wade into sprinkles? Because only bad things can happen, which, which did happen to him. <laughs> um, uh, he got, he got. A lot of sprinkles in his privates, his prives, which he was still finding. I don't uh, understand the, why that's a bad thing, day. Mike. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, the throw your phone from Ellen. Uh, because Luke just chose to describe himself pulling his underwear down, a visual nobody needs, to fish marshmallows out of his butt. <laughs> so... Yeah, that that was the first one, and then there'll, there'll be more on the sprinkles later. But we need to address something else here first, and and that is the fact that Luke is not an adult no. when it comes to uh, financial transactions and how to handle himself and keep him and his money safe. Um, because he lost his credit card in in the Sprinkle Prive uh, <laughs> Museum. Laughed um, so hard. Which tells me it was like just loose in his pocket. Right. Where, you didn't. He didn't lose his wallet. Does he have a wallet? I mean, does he wear? Does he? Does he wear a key on a on a lanyard around his neck like a like a, a third grader who has to go home ten minutes before his mom's gonna make it back? Whoa. How do you lose a credit card without leaving it at a place where you conduct a transaction? Because that's totally something. That happens to everybody once in a while, but to just have it loose in your yeah. pocket to where, to where you could get into the the the, the sprinkle tron, you know, for your session and and it just flies out of there, it's gonna slice somebody's cock off. The next person that gets Whoa. in there, it's, it's irresponsible. <laughs> well, there's a, the guy with the. The guy with the the guy with the playing card can can slice watermelons apart. What's a Mastercard gonna do? Once they start, you know, getting those sprinkles all circulating into your nethers. Yeah, I mean, he has to have a wallet, right? He has to have a wallet, unless unless he's so consumed with his silhouette that he doesn't want to have a wallet bulge in his mm-hmm. back pocket. So he just carries a credit card around. But when you pay for anything, you have your wallet be. out until they give you the credit card back and you put it in your wallet. Why would you put it in you your do. pocket? You do. That's why you just put the wallet in the five hole, two birds, one scone. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to get a lot of mileage out of the scone thing, Bobby. I know. Let me interrupt for a moment. I'm on an article from Eater San Francisco 
Uh, Wiz Khalifa posted in the giant marshmallow pit, which is thankfully not made of real marshmallows, so the stickiness factor is less of a concern. And then parenthetically, but let's be honest, still something of a concern. I'm so disappointed. Yeah, they're foam. What is even the point then, if they're not real marshmallows? I it's uh it's just the joy of jumping into a giant pit of anything. But there's yeah. less joy if it's not marshmallows, Bobby. <laughs> but there there's there's so it's such a fire hazard though. Someone could just that thing would just go up. You ever get your get your marshmallow a little too close to the coals, you know? It just goes woof. Yes, unlike the that giant. unlike that non flammable foam. <laughs> Giant campfire disaster of 2018. So, so you, you just want to go out in a delicious way. I do. You know, is what you're saying. If you must go out. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, a little more serious note. Luke has some alcohol nostalgia. He's talked about how um, he used to, um, you know, have a whole thing about going to L.A. and all the all the rituals that he would uh, go through when he lived there, all the rituals of, of getting all the way to the tattletale. It was like the finish line mm-hmm. um, for him. Uh, you know, not that the casino was insignificant, but I think he means the finish line for his uh, getting his booze on. So he was going to go by the tattletale and play the music that he played when he went to the tattletale or whatever. And he changed his mind at the last minute and just changed up the ritual. And uh, I think you know he he's going he's going through a lot of um stuff that that he has to go through because a big part of addiction is that is the ritual and he's he's aware of it now and he's breaking it but he sounded really surprised by it you know like when he he was coming in on the plane and started to have all these strong feelings and um he's got to expect that and a lot more of it is is going to be coming his way. Well, good for him um, that he's, but he, it's, he's noticing it. Sounds it. like he's handling it really well. He's addressing it. He's changing it. It's good. When Sam and I were in L.A. Uh, a month or two ago or whenever, I wanted to go to the Tattletale. It was sort of on my list of L.A. places I wanted to see. But at the end of the day, we just couldn't justify spending three hours in infamous L.A. traffic to hang out at a strip mall in Culver City. Good choice. Like, yeah, it's just it's not you you really have to go out of your way to go there. And we just, you know, I wasn't going to go all the way there to have one drink with a bunch of people wondering who the fuck I am at their bar mm-hmm. and then leave. <laughs> so it just didn't happen. I, You know, that's a lifestyle choice. Well. There are there are a lot better spots in LA to hang out with. Um, I'm not a huge fan of LA, but there are a lot of cool places there. Yeah. So I'm wearing my Cantor's uh, Deli T-shirt right now. It was, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Coffee Leva uh, fundraiser announced. I think they call it uh, Tomorrow's Coffee Today, or Today's Coffee Tomorrow, whatever they're calling it. Um, broadcast Coffee. You get um, you get if you donate now, you get some uh, broadcast coffee and hopefully another mention on the show um i just i i'm happy for broadcast coffee mm-hmm. and i'm i'm happy that this thing is going on but the coffee love a song <laughs> that's it's not for me it's just not for me it makes me uncomfortable a lot of things this week 
this is an uncomfortable week for a lot of us, I think. Um, and then Anne brought Peef to the table. So You're welcome. There you go. Yeah. It was an appropriate week to do that, Anne. Andrew makes a Pearl Harbor joke saying that the day that you donate to the TBTL, would it be a day that will live in infamy mm-hmm. or something? I don't know. It was, he knew immediately it was yep. wrong. And, uh, too soon, yeah, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, we'll always be too soon on that one. Um, Luke's, Luke talks about he'll be playing hoops with Chris Hayes again soon, and, and I guess last time was a disaster. He played pretty terribly. Uh, basketball's a really difficult game to play if you only play it intermittently. So I don't think his sobriety is going to fix his jump shot. What it will help is his will to compete mm. because as as someone who's competed a, a lot in basketball in um in many different states uh not not physical well yes physical my physical state uh from from terribly hungover to uh drunk to completely sober um being hungover uh affects your effort level to a great degree cuz i could still play great when i was hungover but only after someone pissed me off um, other than that, you're just kind of floating through the game. So at least I think he'll find that his focus will be better, if not his his jump shot. Uh, I don't hold out much hope for his jump shot <laughs> curing itself at 42 years old. What do you so. think is more important to have the conditioning for, basketball or soccer? Oh, wow. Because those are the two major um, sports that I think of where you need the most cardiovascular conditioning. Yeah. I mean, baseball, you can just I would waddle say soccer, up to the plate and take a swing, but. Oh, sure. There, there's so many different body types and, and fitness levels for baseball. I think soccer, you have to be in the best shape. Those guys are usually the most fit. Men and women are the most fit. Um, basketball is really close behind there. But the thing about basketball is there are a lot of substitutions, whereas in soccer, ah. you know, almost every player plays the whole game. So. Um, yeah, in basketball, you can just go really hard and just then just put your hand up and say, "I got to get out of here for five minutes," you know, and catch my breath. Field size too, yeah. just the the amount of the yeah. amount of ground. Cover. I mean, even though basketball's back and forth so much more, those those soccer players are are sprinting constantly. Mm-hmm. And and another indication of of that fitness level is that um, bas- they play more games. Basketball plays more games. That means that the recovery time is probably longer for soccer. Sure. So that yeah. means that their fitness level is probably greater. Hmm. Anyway, top story. I'm sorry, guys. I th- I got. I think I got the wrong day for a top story because I've never given one fuck about Banksy or insider art, outsider art, street art, art this, yeah. art that, art deco. I don't care. I mean, God bless. Go do your thing. I it. I don't have the eye for it. I don't have the patience for it. I don't have the bandwidth for it. I mean, I got to keep track of of uh, you know which running backs gonna be playing for the Colts today. I can't be. I can't. I cannot. I can't do this Banksy stuff. But anyway, I paid enough attention to to figure out that the the purchaser was an a artist similar to Banksy. What do they call him? Graffiti artists? Outside artists? I don't know. Outsiders? Assholes? <laughs> I don't know. You should probably just anyway, keep rolling. <laughs> just just keep he, moving. He bought it. He bought it. 
and said he's painting over it and there were some reasons some good some bad and i mean andrew town on this it just it all goes flying over my head and uh, it's it's too much to catch up at this point so well sorry banks my brother has told me in the past my brother the artist has told me that i do not understand art with a capital a which i guess i can't argue with but i get a very strong whiff of the emperor not wearing any clothes when it comes to banksy so i don't Hmm. know do you think any sprinkles fell out when he took his robe off a bunch of marshmallows Mm. fell out at the bottom All right, um, let's move on to no point conversion. Luke ended up not going to his uh, his sister's place in Skamania. He was very impressed <laughs> with the blowout of the 49ers because it's hard to blow out a professional football team. I I've agreed with a lot of Luke's takes this year. What with the with the Seahawks? Are you feeling a okay? Surprisingly amount. Well, I I with that first Rams game happened and and uh, I didn't see it until later in the week on a replay and you know we lost the we lost both rams games but after we lost that first rams game luke in on no point was saying saying this was a good loss we look good you know this team is not bad and and once i saw the game i completely agreed with him and it's turning out pretty well however he he he, he's very cavalier you know we're seven and five we we are in the playoff picture right now, but that's all it is, a picture. We're not in the playoffs. And we have a game on Monday night against Minnesota and and that's that's a huge game for both of us because the winner of that game is probably going to be more or less in the driver's seat for the playoff spot. But they're acting like that's in the bag. They've already won that. Uh I don't think so. It's not uh I don't know what the point spread is, but it's a scary game. It's on Monday night. And uh, I'm going to be very nervous watching that game. Not to backtrack too much, but how have we not obsessed over the name of a place called Ska Mania? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, is it just a forest full of trumpets and trombones? I dig it. All right. Glenn Ferguson All could right. go a long way in the forests of Ska Mania. <laughs> Who can't we insult? on this show <laughs> who said that was an insult i love ska bobby's Christy's a maniac she'll hear this yeah <laughs> i do love nature and uh yeah we could do this he is anyway. from boston so well there's yeah. there's a lot of scamaniacs <laughs> up there the the playoff system is beyond them they try to talk it through but they they i don't think they'll ever understand it it's, it's um it the playoff system is not it's not real easy to understand but once you get it you get it uh but i think for for most people it's it's just like um you know tell me if we made the playoffs you know what's which i would be fine if they just said that but then they try to they're trying to figure it out and it's so painful cuz they they can't because there's no one there to help them they talk about how uh, Kareem Hunt would be a good match for the Redskins because they already have, they already have a child abusing uh, running back. I think you and mean they the have... R words, Mike. No, I, I don't do that. It sounds so dumb. I mean, I understand the impulse yeah. to be woke or whatever to say R words, but it's just silly. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's say the Washington I, team if you must. I guess the Washington Yeah, but DC the thing team. about that the thing about the the Washington yeah, the DC team would be good I guess for me, but like I grew up confused like when I was a little kid, Seattle didn't have a team and when I saw Washington on TV, I thought, "Oh, that's my team." And then someone had to break it to me, oh, "No, they're they, they almost couldn't be further uh, farther away from you. So then I settled on uh, San Francisco and Minnesota, which sadly were the closest geographical oh, man. teams for me to follow until, until we got our expansion team. So, so why I don't, I don't like Washington. I don't like our words. Let's just say Redskins and, and let's, let's keep shouting it until they fucking change it. You know, yep. like, uh, anyway, I, yeah, but I understand you don't want to say it. I, I, I'm not going to try to make you make you say the name. I'm with of the team. you. Name it and shame it. Yeah, I, I'm all, I'm all in on it. Um, Andrew was talking about he was he was at the bar at the Westie next to a Redskins fan, and at first he was disturbed by how much the guy was rooting for the Redskins because it's a pretty despicable organization. But you know, then he he came to the realization that your team is your team, where you grew up. You know, even even if your your you know knee walking owner is a douchebag and and hires all kinds of criminals and assholes, um, you still follow your team. So Andrew said though, if Kareem Hunt signed with Cleveland, that he would unfollow the NFL, which I thought was an interesting statement. Um, it's um, it does make does make things really really hard to to watch some of this stuff when. When you know there there there's some guys that uh, have played and do play on the Seahawks now that um I don't enjoy their their success as much as I do the ones who I know are good people but I don't think I want to unfollow the NFL cuz all people are always going to be beating up their wives and if I can't follow something in some somewhere where people aren't beating up their girlfriends and wives then there won't be anything left to watch you know, for all I know, Lena Dunham beats up her girlfriend and wife, and I can't watch that, and that's why. You can watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I, I can't. I, I I can't keep track of it all, guys. I just can't. And now this peef thing came up, and now that's crowding, crowding my headspace. They they call the uh, the uh, Redskins the Australia of the NFL. Um, send us your criminals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a re- revelation. That um, that I came to as well last week, watching Baker Mayfield um, throw like three interceptions and a half, but still look good and and kind of got robbed of some touchdowns and stuff. So I think it was just a just a really strange, bad sequence. But I think he's going to be just fine. And Andrew really is into trying to get third place, trying to beat the Bengals and finish third out of four because they haven't finished out of last mm-hmm. in a long, long time. And I kind of get that, you know, when I was a kid, that was the kind of thing that I would get into, you know, just, you'd find something and you just root so hard for it. Um, even if it wasn't much like the, the Mariners didn't have a 500 record until well into the eighties. Uh, it was many, many years uh, and and every year it's like, could we get 500? Can we just get 500? So, um, <laughs> I, I'm saving, I'm saving the, the best for last, but they do promise since, uh, right when, when they're on the air, they're, um, the recording, the NHL t- 
to Seattle is announced, and so they want to have um, talk about that. And also the Mariners have made a lot of moves lately, which the guys are really upset about, and I couldn't disagree with them more about. They promised another no-point conversion, and I promised oh, to cover yes. that. There's nothing that I love more than off-season I, Mariners talk. <laughs> I, I, I have beef. I have beef with the boys over it's the Mariners. The hot stove. Um, I don't know why. I should have gone back and listened to why, but Andrew sent a picture uh, of uh, he sent a picture to Luke of his face covered in wing sauce, his beard covered in wing sauce. There are a lot of images this week we can't unsee in our brains, Mm-mm. right, guys? I mean, this has been something else. Yep. It's a wild ride. <laughs> <sighs> he talks about. Uh, uh, um, I think Luke talk, talked about he'd rather um, lick sprinkles off Andrew's belly than than uh, I, I don't know, kiss him with that wing sauce face. Or, I, I I can't remember. I was I was blacking out at that point. But um, let's put that let's put Tuesday to bed. I think Anne is whimpering in pain. I no ah visuals bad. No, although. <laughs> You roll the wing in sprinkles. I might eat that. (laughs) Oh, that's no. Where are you getting the sprinkles? Not from Andrew's belly. Or what? Oh, what if they were blue cheese sprinkles? I could get behind that. Mm. Mm. From Luke's tidy whities still (laughs) just roll it around in there and. Moving on, moving on. Sprinkle it. Oh no! Wait, wait, no! I I have a. I have a. I have an adjacent. Just speaking of tidy whities. Oh, Just throw it out there. There is no good no. sentence that ever starts with speaking of tidy whities. <laughs> Sam and I just started watching this show last night called Breaking Bad, and I'm not sure oh. if anyone's heard of it. But we're we're we watched the first three or so episodes, and I have to say, pretty good. Wow, pretty good so far. Maybe I'll check it out. So I just want to put it out there. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It didn't get released to a lot of fanfare. It's actually a few years old. Oh, okay. But, um, you know, we just hadn't seen it, um, you know, out there. And And then Netflix last night, we just stumbled across it. So, uh, yeah. Who's in it? Anybody I know? Uh, The dad from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, this is a comedy? Uh, Sort of. It definitely has its moments. Mm, Okay. I mean... In so far as cancer is hilarious. Ah, oh, fuck. Spoilers. I'm sorry. Bobby. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Bobby? Are we done with this bit? So, Can I move on? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, though, we just started Breaking Bad, so nobody ruined it for me. <laughs> Wednesday, number 2786, You Got Served. Uh, did Wally Serbiak play for the Timberwolves? Because I know that name. He sure did. Ah, he sure did. See, all this sports trivia for the, swims the, around. <laughs> Sonics and the Timberwolves, most notable. Okay. Luke is still in Beverly Hills at the Hilton. He went to what he describes as a media preview for a Refinery29 art installation, a pop-up art installation called 29 Rooms. They talk about Refinery29 being a fashion brand, but I think it's a lifestyle brand. I don't know. I just know the website. I don't think they have a clothing line, but whatever. I mean, 
clearly I am not a P1 for Refinery29. It's pop-up rooms exhibit. Uh, he was self-conscious because he realized that he was 20 years older than the next oldest person there, who he refers to as media influencers. Um, and that there were lots of unironic selfie sticks. I, are there ever any ironic selfie sticks? They're Just always the ones we send to Christy. Right. Well, yeah. Um, and he characterizes it as the intersection of wokeness and commerce, where they're bringing up, I don't know, issues and making artistic statements and doing doing a thing. I, I don't know. So he got super self-conscious and he wanted to leave, but he went down to the coffee shop and gave himself a little pep talk and said, what would George Plimpton do? And then went back up, <laughs> hauled his old ass back up into the thing. He said, like, there is one room sponsored by the Plan B pill and one room sponsored by Pantene. So that really runs the gamut, I guess, of influencers. Um, And I guess this whole thing was just about his insecurity, feeling like he doesn't belong in this place. Although he does acknowledge that 20 years ago, he would have been all over this. Hashtag... Mm-hmm. content creation with cell phones. So he's not hating on that. He's just feeling like he's really way too old for it. I don't know. I I put in my notes that I just think the aspirational lifestyle brands are gross. Like, if only you do this, then your life will be better. If only you wear this, then you will be more attractive. I ugh, Stop telling people what's wrong with them or creating a lifestyle that they wish they could have that they can't because it's fake. That's why I don't like it. I will tell you, if you throw on a an XL flannel plaid shirt from IZOD and a pair of Foundry brand jeans from JCPenney, you'd be pretty comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mm-hmm. Bobby. It's pretty Color much, me influenced. Pretty, pretty much my work uniform. <laughs> Wear it every day. Wearing it right now. I love it. Super comfortable. Refinery one. <laughs> That's all I got. One room right here. Um, I, f- I forget how they get to this talking about LA, I guess, but Andrew's sort of talked about this before, but he says that waiting for brunch in Santa Monica is his bad place. Um, because, oh, I guess it does relate to this refinery 29 thing because this was when his insecurities really kicked in because he saw all the young LA types around him waiting for tables too. And he just felt so schlubby and out of place in Ohio, I guess, or it's probably nothing to do with Ohio. It's just Andrew himself feels like a big dork next to all these cool people. Shouldn't there be a brunch spot called the Unbroken Yoke? Uh, absolutely. I'm serious. No. Like, like every 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 dish on the brunch menu has an unbroken yoke on it, <laughs> which I, I'm fine I'm fine me. with. But yeah, but but uh, I can I can see I can see how it looks to like brunch outsiders, right? You're like right. like Andrews. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this is all the same bullshit right yep. here. Everything's Benedict and unbroken and all this bullshit. It's not the way they do it's it. Delicious to me. But. The, the Cracker Barrel or I'm trying to think of the other brunch right. spots in rural Ohio. Denny's. 
or the the all you can eat fish place that he <laughs> he ate yeah yeah rice at <laughs> Uh, then Luke went to the Museum of Selfies. I I hate this word selfie. Like it's a new thing. People have been taking selfies for years. It's just now it's a thing and you put it on the internet. Whatever. Who cares? And the guy at the Selfie Museum says that they are the evolution of photography. I think that's overselling it a wee bit. Um, and the other reason that selfies are great is that lots of people don't have anyone to take pictures of them. So selfies are the answer. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, listen, what used to happen is if you didn't have anybody to take a picture, you just asked a passerby, Hey, excuse me. Could you take a picture of me and my friend or whatever? I, I think this is a, um, solution without a problem that we're solving here, but Mm -hmm. whatever. I don't care about selfies. Uh, Luke went to Moby's Vegan Restaurant. Uh, We have had this hyped uh, for a couple of days. I want to start off with the throw your phone from Eric, who says, Hey guys, not a throw your phone, simply a request to clarify something. During Luke's recap of going to Moby's Vegan Restaurant this week, he mentions eating something called smashed potatoes. He and Matt don't discuss it any further. Can you help me understand what are these smashed (laughs) potatoes? If you know, of course. Eric, you fucker. Are you messing with us? <laughs> Seems so. so he does I don't make know. the point that Matt said nothing about this. <laughs> I mean, I searched the internet. I could not find a single reference to smashed potatoes. So I guess I'm going to have to bow out on this one. I wrote back to Matt. Uh, I don't have it up now. But something about... You know, living in the intersection, living in the space between whipped and mashed. Hmm. You mean there's a third kind of potato? <laughs> oh, my mind is blown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for that, Eric. Uh, Luke and Andrew wonder, what is it about Moby that makes him mockable? Because he's a, an Ed Bagley Jr. type. Uh, an environmental do-gooder with his vegan restaurant and his electric car or whatever Moby has. But uh, like Ed Bagley Jr., he seems to have a really good sense of humor about himself. I don't find Moby mockable at all. I think think that insecure people like to mock people who are sincere. Moby's just a sincere guy. He's living his truth. He's not making apologies. He doesn't feel bad about himself. And Luke and Andrew can't really handle that. And so they make fun of it. This is the Bono category. Exactly. Exactly. I always think that, that, uh, um, that Moby is like, uh, remember when Garth Brooks did his Chris Gaines Mm -hmm. thing? I think he and Beck are the same person. He's just (laughs) Beck shaved his head and then he was Moby. And then the gag kind of got away, you know, the bit kind of got away from him. Well, that's an interesting conspiracy theory you got going on there. Thanks. I like it. Actually, I could see it. It Makes as much sense as anything else. Um, So even though Moby and Ed Begley Jr. have a good sense of humor about themselves, Bill Nye does not, Luke says. And Luke resents Bill Nye for not having a good sense of humor uh, about himself. And also he resents Bill Nye for being more famous than him. 
And as we brought this up in the chat, when were Luke and Bill Nye ever on the same level of fame? Because childbirth, <laughs> Bill Nye had his t- public TV show while Luke was like in college, like early nineties. So maybe Luke was still even in high school. So Bill Nye has always been way more famous than Luke. So Luke has no um, legitimate reason for being upset that he couldn't b- book him on Ross and Burbank at the drop of a hat. I don't know. I think it might be the Seattleness of Bill Nye. If Bill Nye were from Minneapolis and Luke had never had any real interaction mm-hmm. with him or seen him around or he hadn't been a big part of, you know, Luke's growing up watching TV life in Seattle. Um, I don't think this would be an issue. It's just he, he had a couple bad run-ins. just like Emily had a bad run-in with John Moe, so I hate him. Um <laughs> It, you know, it happens. You just you hate people for individual reasons, and his happen to be, I think, Seattle centric. Which one of your dogs uh, hates Bill Nye? Oh, that was Abby. the The male person just came, and and uh, Abby wants to bite her fucking face off, but she's not tall enough. So, uh, great. Uh, we'll just leave all this in so that we don't have to edit out Abby. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. Let's see. Uh, So Luke went to Moby's vegan restaurant without having a reservation. Uh, No big deal. He'll just sit at the bar, except there is no bar at Moby's vegan restaurant. Although Luke was very confused about this. Uh, He was lucky enough then to get a table. They were like, sure, you can have this table, but you only have it for an hour because then it is reserved for somebody else. That's fine. When you're eating by yourself, you don't need more than an hour, do you? Unless they're lollygagging with the food. Especially to eat vegan food. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I mean, 12 minutes tops. And uh, he was unfortunately alone with his thoughts because there was no cell signal. Does this sound like a thing? Hmm. In Los Angeles, he got no cell signal and he was too embarrassed to ask for the Wi-Fi password. I mean, probably. <laughs> it's obvious. It's Beck. <laughs> Um, do they give the Wi-Fi password out in a restaurant? And I mean, it's not Moby's coffee shop. Right. Weird. <laughs> um, but to Luke's great surprise, the food was very good. He says, it's been a couple of months since I've eaten very much meat, except for the Dintai Fung and the Thanksgiving turkey. So not really, Luke. Uh, he says that he doesn't want to be one of those vegans who eats the engineered fake meat because he's still on the whole Michael Pollan thing. And if you look at the engineered meat, it's got a lot of ingredients and we can't have that. So he just ordered lots of vegetables and it was great. And he describes it all in great length. And then Andrew says, uh, so what'd you get? And I was like, oh, Andrew is not listening at all. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who who was it? Was it Chrissy that said he got a lot of Christmas shopping done <laughs> during that uh, <laughs> Luke? Uh then Andrew goes on to say that he's quote not a food person, unquote. And I put fifty thousand question marks after that because Andrew most definitely is a food person. He wouldn't be so fucking picky 
about his food if he wasn't. And the way that he talks about hot dogs mm. means that, yes, he is deeply invested in food. He tells a story about how he was at, was he at Teddy's or Brown's Bar or uh, someplace? And he ordered two half orders of wings because it was happy hour and it was a better deal than ordering just one order. And also some tater tots, as you do. And they came out on multiple plates. And then he was ashamed of himself because he here he is, this big fat guy sitting at the bar with multiple orders of wings and tots. And everybody could see him. And then you got to have that fake fake phone call with the um, yeah, with the when the wait person is nearby. You have to have that fake phone call where your friend cancels on you. What am I going to do no. with all these wings? Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I'll make the best of it. It was weird when he ordered sorry, two drinks. Sorry you can't make it, Steve. We'll we'll see you, see you next week. Um, well, and then your phone rings while you're supposedly talking right. on it. That's the that's the yeah. worst. Got to put it on mute before you pull that scam. Right, right. Yeah, don't make that mistake again. Uh, he says that his relationship with food is unhealthy, and the entire listening population of TBTL said, "Yep." And there's lots of food psychology talk. I mean, Luke thinks about this so much that he can't help but try to share his insights with Andrew. He says he's trying not to be super preachy about it, but just give good advice. The trouble is that Andrew doesn't want Luke's advice. He approaches eating and food so differently that he doesn't want to train professionals advice. So why would he want Luke's advice about food it's would you say he's more or less checked out on luke's uh i think food advice i think so i think that's uh, safe to say i think there was a lot of evidence Mm -hmm. that day that he was checked out i think i heard i think i heard a time clock as soon as luke started i went to this vegan restaurant and then uh, you heard him put it in the rack and then when the top story came out you heard him clock back in yep (laughs) uh speaking of top story PETA says that we should stop using anti-animal language. Um, My very most favorite thing, (laughs) I do intend to adopt this saying, is that instead of kill two birds with one stone, we should feed two birds with one scone. I mean, I thought of you, Mike. I knew you would like this one. Uh, No, I I don't hate it. I just want to tweak it. (laughs) And I just want to say kill two birds with one scone and then that can go two ways you could actually you could actually use a hammer and break apart a scone and then feed two birds which will both die of thirst while eating trying to eat a scone uh or even better if there are two actual birds you're trying to kill um in the air if you could throw a shot so good that it ricocheted off one bird and killed the other bird with that rock hard Mm -hmm. scone you know Either either way is uh, acceptable, but so I'm halfway there with this new saying. Okay. Well, we also have instead of "don't beat a dead horse, don't feed a fed horse." That's dumb. Uh, instead of bringing definitely home... don't feed a dead horse because because <laughs> yeah, that's a waste of food. Uh, instead of bring home the bacon, it's bring home the bagels. Although Andrew's worried that this could be perceived as being anti-Semitic. Oh right. right. Right, if someone's husband is Jewish and yep. she's not, hey, does Shlomo bring home the bagels or what? <laughs> uh, and then Andrew comes uh, up with a bunch of his own versions of these anti-animal or non-anti-animal pro-animal sayings, I guess. But I didn't write them down because none of them were good enough. 
I just want to say, I think we need to stop giving PETA this attention. Um, They're a bad organization. I found there was somebody else who tweeted about this uh, article and posted a link to a Washington Post article about how PETA owns and operates one animal shelter, just one in the country, and uh, they euthanize 80% of the animals that come into it. So, yep. Good job, PETA. They are more invested in getting attention than in helping animals. Gross. And that's yep. it for Wednesday. PETA is terrible. Thursday, 2787, good cop, rude cop. Who runs this place? Luke asks Rudy. While not being able to keep Rudy off the couch. That was really cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that was a fun that was a fun tweet. That was a fun picture. Yeah, we give him so much crap, I have to give him credit when He's he's funny and cute. Yeah, that was a good singer from Operation Cracker Ranch. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Uh, there's some weather talk, which I refuse to uh, take detailed notes on. Then this notion that one is more creative when hungover That's or that feeling bullshit. hungover is allegedly good for creativity. The most creative thing I've ever done hungover is figuring out the least effortful way to get Gatorade. It's just the thing that people, drunk people tell themselves to feel better about why they're not getting shit done. Yeah. Cause they had one time they had that really good idea, you know, while, while they were hungover. Well, you probably would have had five good ideas if you had a clear brain. Right now. Uh, I think, Saying you might write better after a couple of drinks, that's a different story. I can see, mm-hmm. you know, loosening up, letting things happen organically, uh, fine. But no, nobody's drinking for the hangover. Not on the other end. Yeah. No, no, no yeah. Uh, and this is when we get the line about greeting card writers having the hardest job mm-hmm. on earth, mm-hmm. oh, which yeah. I don't think we got to throw your phone for, but I think in our chat, people were listing all the jobs that would be harder to do hungover, like brain surgery. Mm-hmm. Or window washing. I like you know. Mike. Didn't you say jackhammering? That'd be pretty hard to do hungover. <laughs> That'd be the hardest to me. That's the hardest one to do hungover. You, you, you show up for work and they're like, "Oh, you're on the jackhammer." He's like, "Oh man, could I just be the guy who holds the sign over far away down the street?" <laughs> no, no, you got jackhammer today. Oh, was this the? Let me get my Gatorade. Was this the moment in the chat where the Seattle Slabjackers were suggested as a team name for the new <laughs> NHL franchise? <laughs> but yeah, real it works. Rolls real off the tongue. Solid name and title sponsorship. That would be like the. Is there an MLS team named the Red Bulls? Mm-hmm. So you know how much how much marketing money do those Slabjackers have in their budget? Yeah, and they, you could shorten it to the Jackers. That's always a good part mm-hmm. of a, a team nickname yeah. is, you know, former Jacker defenseman, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, former and well, current, it's... probably. <laughs> now, when you're a celebrity, no, never mind. I'm not going down that road. Uh, Andrew says cats climbing screens is a big challenge, and Luke has no idea what he's talking about. Oh, my God. This was so strange. <laughs> Luke has a cat. How is this news? But it's on, it's hanging from a branch because its feet can't get any right. purchase. Right, Andrew. What are you talking well, about? The, Screens. The thing is, they're 
they're talking about two different things. Mm-hmm. Andrew has misunderstood the adage, and Luke has misunderstood cat ownership. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, hang in there, Andrew. You'll figure it out someday. Uh, Luke talks about, this is a weird transition, but Luke talks about interviewing uh, some rock mountain climber, Alex Honnold. Is it Honnold? I don't know. I don't remember. I just think uh, of him as guy with a death wish. Right, exactly. This guy who climbs all this stuff. And now in hindsight, Luke says he would have actually watched the documentary on him before interviewing him. Uh, he also recounts an encounter with this guy years later at LAX where he pounced on the guy and was like, hey, I know you, and was probably not sober. Oh, God. Alex. Alex. It's me, Luke. Remember? What's up, buddy? <laughs> Can't believe you're still alive. <laughs> that part's worth it. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the top story from Thursday. Tom Cruise, in a video, wants us to change the video interpolation settings on our television so that we can watch movies without that weird motion blur situation like my friends who I stay with in Boston when I'm there have on their TV and think it's supposed <laughs> to look that way. How is this a top story? The video is creepy and weird, so I get why that would be on their radar. And I would think this was a dumb top story, except that they called Camaro Kev, which made it completely worth it for me. Mm-hmm. I love Kamara like, Kev, but this is not news. People have been talking no, about but, this video interpolation stuff for years. Yeah, but I enjoy the fact that he Pepsi challenged Newman with his own TV. <laughs> well, that's true. Uh, so that that made it worth it for me, just to get Kamara Kev on the phone. I wish they would do stuff like that more often. Yep. Uh, and Kamara Kev found an old picture of Luke at work. An oh old press God. picture, which they used as the show picture, and it's incredible. Luke has got definitely gotten better looking with age. He looks mm-hmm. like a dope in that picture. Yeah. That happens with a lot of guys. I wish it had happened to me, but but uh, but there there are some guys like I knew in high school that were like, oh my God, this guy this guy is never going to get it touched. And then you saw him like two years into college, and you're like, Jesus Christ. Why didn't I get any of this whatever? Yep. This, <laughs> this dude magic. Got. Yeah. I'm still waiting. Uh, <laughs> right? You're still young enough. It could happen for you. Yeah. Uh, Luke celebrates Tom Cruise and Will Smith and these actors who just uh, these underrated aging. Underrated stars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's really struggling, sh- shining a light on them. For huh. their leadership. Tom Cruise really is Smith. a good action movie star. Yeah. Solid. He's all right. Somewhat bankable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then celebrities are weird because of their fucked up childhoods like Justin Bieber. I don't know. I, I really zoned out on this part of the yeah. conversation. Uh, let's just move on to Luke's life. He made mayonnaise, which he called alchemy. Yeah, or uh, then he made whichever. Ran- <laughs> eh. No, it actually it yeah no. I'm gonna uh, the show will go forever. Uh, ranch <laughs> he made ranch. He's gonna add less sugar next time, and his crackers mostly worked, which led to their big preheated plug. Still mad about that. <laughs> Listener Casey with a late but great submission for the Valentine's Day show name. I'm with Cupid. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, better, too bad better it's than too anything. Late. Of course. Yeah, better than anything Luke came up with. 
the first time the guys pitched us to work on this was a week after it was originally due. So (laughs) (laughs) that's it. That's enough Thursday. All right. I think Friday is going to be quick. Uh, Number 2788, Krang My Bell. We're not going to talk about Ninja Turtles at all. Uh, Luke doesn't want to pay $25 to get a lift to the airport car rental center. I confess I was not listening that closely to the beginning. I was like, oh, wait, I have to pay attention to this. But he wasn't flying somewhere. He was just going to rent a car to drive to Seattle, right? Correct, because uh, Carrie's already there with a the car. Right. And uh, he doesn't want to pay the 25 bucks to take the list, the lift, so he's just going to kill two birds with one scone and uh, run there. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so if he's going to run there, he's going to have to run wearing his workout clothes, and is it appropriate to go into the airport slash car rental center wearing his skin-tight running pants um see uh, to me it depends that decision depends on whether you can see the outline of his his prives and the sprinkles and his credit card (laughs) that he's tucked in there i mean is all this visible or can he just wear a long shirt like you know like like he's going to a slumber party or something can't he just so we we don't have to witness all that can he just put a pair of running shorts on over the tights? It so- sounds like he doesn't want to do that. Why not? That so this is this is like the old days of his nipples, but this is now it's graduated, you know, because he used to wear those those uh, undershirts and just be fully on display up top. Now he it seems like it's he's got a sensible shirt thing going, but now we've migrated toward toward uh, mm-hmm. things protruding from the bottom part, flopping around down there. Oh yeah, flopping! <laughs> a little little Bill Nye doing uh, Speedwalker. If you ever watched that, boy, his his bits are just flying around. All right, okay. Uh, they never actually end up answering this question, do they? Of whether it's appropriate to do that, because no. they get into the topic of post workout showers. Andrew, of course, is only into exercise for the post workout shower. You know, one of his four daily. Sh- showering experiences i'm into that yeah i'm on i'm on team andrew with that if i if i could shower if hourly i would do it yeah i am too yep i do my best thinking in the shower not hungover (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think Um, have i mentioned on the show before that when i was a freshman in college one of my floor mates put a folding camp chair in (laughs) one of the showers in our shared bathroom because he would drink and then be hungover and just sit in the shower for hours at a time oh Sitting in the shower is awesome, and I I very much uh, enjoy it. Um, however, the whole process of the the legs on and off, mm-hmm. um, yeah, is a it's a it's a hassle. So I only do take the one shower a day. But boy, if I if, if I had my druthers, I'd be in the shower right now, and you guys would be you know without <laughs> clip clop. Sitting in the shower is great until the hot water runs out. I will confess, yeah. uh, one of the biggest problems with our new house, and it's not really a problem, it's just a problem for me, is that we have a tankless hot water heater. And so mm. the hot water doesn't run Limited. out. And so oh. it's very easy to space out on time and then realize that I am just a prune. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So with, that's working out for you. Uh, to me, hotels are the best. You know, if you have a, if you have a good, uh, a good, because you know you're never going to run out of the hot water right 
So, well, hey, you've got a very nice hotel. And it doesn't room cost you anything for the next couple of days, you know, this week. So you can probably just go mm-hmm. wild. Yeah, just get, just get a bottle of whiskey and just go sit in there and and, and write some greeting cards. Uh, well, so showering after exercise. Uh, Andrew wants to shower at the gym because he doesn't want to drive sweaty in the car. This would, of course, be a problem for Luke, too, driving the rental car while in sweaty workout clothes. Um, but he talks about how he's really not stinky after a workout. Carrie has assured him that he does not stink after he works out, so he feels okay about this. And Andrew's like, yeah, I don't care about the smell. I'm not talking about the smell. I'm talking about the feeling of being gross Right. Uh, yeah. after leaving. I, all all sal- salty yeah. and gross. I don't understand yeah, what the plan yeah. is here. Are the, Is he staying overnight in Seattle? I would assume so, because they're going to record the holiday TBTL programming, and then um, they're going to Carrie's Works holiday party. So they're going to stay overnight, right? right? So he's not going to run to the airport carrying his bag. So he has to drive back to Burbank Springs to get it. So why doesn't he just take a shower when he gets there? Take a shower, grab your stuff, then go. I don't understand where the conflict is in all of this. I think we've established though that he just gets naked and then never actually takes the shower, right? right? It's true. If he wants to stick to some sort of schedule, maybe he better not build a shower time into this. I don't know. I just think, again, we're solving problems that don't exist. This is all very easy to figure out. Um, and then Andrew wants to know why the Avis preferred club members are called wizards. Why is it your wizard number? It looks like hell if I know. I, it's a good question. I did go kind of digging around the Avis website a little bit and I couldn't figure out why either. It's just what they are. So, but Luke is an Avis wizard. Happy for him. Um, the top story for the day is this story about the squid emoji and the Monterey Bay Aquarium uh, snarkily tweeted at the emoji people. I don't know. Wait, wait, I forgot. I forgot. Back up just a second. I need to punch out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, clearly... there's, there's, a high, there's a high emoji council that for some reason Phyllis Fletcher isn't on yet. Weird. Yeah. Uh, give her time. Um but anyway, the Monterey Bay Aquarium is mad or slash snarky because the squid emoji is anatomically incorrect. They put the breathing slash waste siphon, Luke is freaked out about that, uh, in the spot where its quote unquote nose should be instead of on the back of the head. And uh, the Monterey Bay Aquarium is not into that. Um Luke is describing the tweet and he fails to describe again the ASCII art that they use because he doesn't know the term ASCII and he thinks it's a picture of a squid and not a person and I looked at it I'm like Luke okay you're not drunk but are you high because that is clearly a picture of a person not a squid Andrew has a hot take in that he doesn't think we need both the octopus and the squid emoji because his library is overcrowded as it is, and he can't find the emojis that he wants when he's looking for them. And I was like, whoa, buddy, you need to talk to Phyllis before you go making these proclamations. Because it's entirely possible that Phyllis needs both the octopus and the squid emojis to do her business. 
It's not an emoji problem. This is an Andrew problem that he doesn't speak emoji. Yes. Oh, Mike's punched out. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> right. I agree with you completely. I'm sure Mike would, too, if he was still listening. Right. Uh, emojis be confusing. They talk about that for a while. And then Luke says, well, what's the harm of having both the octopus and squid emojis? Unless, oh, maybe. Wait, I suppose if you were trying real hard to make an argument, you could say that it makes things hard to find in your emoji library when you have a lot of stuff. And I'm like, now Luke's the one who's not listening because Andrew just made that argument. So great communication skills, guys. Um, Luke doesn't know anything about Lord of the Rings, Gandalf the Grey versus Jim, Jim. <laughs> Gandalf the White. <laughs> I'd just like to apologize to David from the basement because I feel like this must have been a very, very difficult uh, segment for him to listen to. And Luke should just stop talking. I don't, about I don't Lord know of the much Rings. about Lord of the Rings either, but I, I almost always know that he sounds wrong. Right. Whenever he's talking about it, I'm like, that doesn't sound like a thing. I don't think that could be a thing. No, no. Just stop talking about it, Luke. It's stop using references that you don't know, and you'll save your brother some pain. It'd be like it'd be like Meredith just throwing around football mm-hmm. stuff, you know. Like it within like half a sentence, you're like, oh dear, um, no, you don't know, you don't know. No. You, you're not obligated to talk about Lord of the Rings, uh, Luke. Just like we don't expect Meredith to talk football. Right. Just let it be. Um, they give the shout out for the Boston's meeting, which we mentioned. I kept waiting for one of them to try and get a dig in there, and they didn't. So that was surprising. Yeah. And Luke says that he is slowly getting over his Boston prejudices. Those dumb Fenway Park banner guys and all their ilk have um, soured his feelings about Bostonian. He's realizing now that he spent five hours in Boston that he should probably abandon those prejudices. So that's he's going to move there. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Music for your weekend. Luke picks the worst Christmas song ever by Paul McCartney. Oh, fuck. Uh, he justifies it, but I say there is no justification for playing that song ever because it is the worst. Bonk, song. Bonk, bonk, bonk. The only reason bonk, bonk. I would rival the title of worst Christmas song ever. Sam and I were in the car the other day. She flipped to a, a Christmas station happens to be a Canadian Christmas station because we get a lot of those. And, uh, they went into sincerely played Christmas shoes. I don't know if it, I've ever it, heard that song. So Christ- yeah, what's that one? Christmas shoes. I believe Jen Andrews went on a long rant years ago about hating this song. I, I recall uh, it. I just had never heard the song. Sing it, Bobby. <clears throat> Well, this is the thing. No, first, no. Second, uh, this, <laughs> despite it being a terrible song, I've never actually heard it come on the radio. Like, it's just one of these songs that exists, but is so bad that it doesn't make the regular rotation. Maybe I've blacked it out. Maybe I always change the station. I don't listen to a lot of terrestrial radio anyway, but around Christmas, you know, it's what you do. But you listen twice to celestial now, radio, not terrestrial? Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, I like that. Celestial radio. That's just um, Dionne Warwick. Uh, <laughs> twice now, I've heard this song come on uh, got me there. on the actual radio. And it just, it's so, it fucking, Sam knows I hate it. So now she turns it up when it comes on. As oh, a good wife no. should. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I, yeah. I should really give Paul McCartney a run for his money. Um, worst Christmas song ever. I, I, I'm willing to put them both in the Hall of Shame and just right, move well, on. I'm not going to listen anyway. to the Christmas shoes so that I can see if it's as bad mm. as Paul McCartney. And I promise yeah, Bobby, everyone right now, I will not Easter egg it on Thank this you. episode. I will not. <laughs> Bobby, we all have these moments when someone someone knows that you've become vulnerable and you just have to hand over the reins to your goat to them because yep. they, they got it. Yeah. You got me. Go ahead. Turn it up. <sighs> you got me. Andrew did not get the memo on the Christmas song, so he picked Chemtrails, I'll Never Be. And listener Joe picked an Amy Mann song. I think Amy Mann doing Christmas music is kind of a weird concept, but I like Amy Mann uh, calling on Mary. And that is the end of the week. All righty. Housekeeping. Hello. You got sprinkles? <laughs> No marshmallows. Can you bring me more marshmallows? I want, I want, I want Scandinavian cookies. Can you bring and some a wings? Chain of cookies? I need a blowtorch. I need some graham crackers and some chocolate stat. I'm making some trousers crackers. All right. Uh... So you got me. That did it. Buy buy stuff from us, please. Um, fun, fun merchandise we have at littleredbandwagon.com. I will be wearing my RAR pullover and my veteran podcaster uh, gear at the uh, meetup on Wednesday. <laughs> you the, cannot uh, buy. Archive project. You cannot buy a veteran podcaster cap on our website. You have to earn it. It's one of a kind. Oh, yeah. certainly. I, I would be offended if anyone else had one that, that were not a veteran podcaster, right. of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Stolen Valor? Um, <laughs> I know all about it. I take advantage every goddamn day. Every time someone opens a door for me, I'm stealing a little bit of that Valor. Uh, the Archive Project goes on, and and I'm, I'm sounds like things have slowed to a crawl as far as our archiving goes. So there, are, there will be coming a day, unless we step it up and start volunteering, getting in touch with Christy, where Andrew will be looking for something, and we won't be able to get it for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's a that's a tragedy. I don't want to live in that world. We are his support system. Yeah. Well, when when he's actually asking for something for a clip that he's going to listen to beforehand and put in the appropriate place in the store in the in the show, instead of just going on the fly and looking for stuff on YouTube and just playing mm-hmm. it, um, I'm always in favor of that. If he wants to do a little producing, I wish we could help him. I want to help him. Mm. Also, it's a good opportunity to cat roll him. Why have we not done that? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, next time he asks for help, just send him. <laughs> now the real trick is to play it put the cat roll two thirds of the way into the clip because mm-hmm. he probably won't proof the whole thing. Right. Oh yeah, he'll just do a little preview. Gosh. You're a genius, Bobby. You're so good at this. All right. Um support us by buying stuff uh, through our Amazon link. Uh, littleredbandwagon.com forward slash Amazon. And then the earbuds and earworms this week is non-traditional Christmas songs. I love it. So maybe maybe no Christmas shoes. Definitely no. Bink, bink, bink. Bonk, 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 bonk. Bink, bink, bink. Bonk, bonk, bonk. Sounds like sonar is going off. Uh, yeah, it does. It sounds like you're at a fish finder. You know, so Can we do a song to a fish finder uh, tune? Idiot. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. That slipped out. Uh, people who like that song are not idiots. They're just people who are misguided on a particular song. Get involved at littleredbandwagon.com. Send us your comments. And also, anything you don't know about our show, sort of, I guess, consider it like an Ask Us Anything situation. If, if there are inside jokes that you're newer to our show and don't know or just wonder what the hell we're laughing about, sometimes there's no good answer, by the way. Some things just came out of our asses mm-hmm. one day and, like sprinkles, just stuck around. <laughs> oh, God. I knew we were going there. <laughs> Throw your phone. How'd that get in my urethra? God damn it. Yikes. That really hurts. <laughs> throwyourphone.com <laughs> Facebook Little Red Bandwagon the show Twitter's LRB podcast email littleredbandwagon at gmail.com voicemails and texts which we don't get 802-432-TBTL that's 802-432-8285 you can fax me at 617-354-8513 and with that I will get us out of here until next time this is the next party Jen, I'm really feeling you right now because I got that blanket, I got the tea going, and just being all nostalgic for for the old days. And I love you so much. Nailed it. I honestly think that, not to be gross, but I think you would have if you had taken this survey. It was, Genevieve was grimacing at me. We'll cut that out.